0: Hello and welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff. I'm Greg Kuhn, the law of attraction science guy. I'm a writer, a speaker, a podcaster, and an intentional manifesting coach. Think of Manifest the Big Stuff as a check in, a tune up for manifestors looking to create their realities more intentionally, just like I am. In each episode, I'm always going to share ideas, tips, and techniques. They're all designed to help you become a more powerful architect of your reality. And I'm really excited to be with you today because today is the third episode of a new Manifest the Big Stuff series called Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. In this series, I'm walking you through the latest use of my belief-raising process a process I invented in 2007 to avoid complete and total financial annihilation. A process that worked so well, I simply had to start writing about it. And that's actually how I got started as an author. Since that very first time in 2007, my belief-raising process has proven itself to work over and over again in my life. This process actually grows your beliefs into alignment with your desires for almost anything in your life, which means you will manifest versions of this part of your life much closer to your desires for them when you use this process. I'm walking you through my latest use of this process in real time in each episode of this series. Each episode details one step up my emotional reference chart until the final episode where I reach the top. And in each episode, I share with you my writing from my belief-raising journal. I share the insights that I gain, and I share the way that my reality changes in accord with my new emotional perspective. Today, I'm going to share my raw third journal entry as I wrote and lived my way into what was my new target emotional perspective of unease and discontent about the statement, I am God. Before we get into today's episode, however, I want to make sure to invite you to join my Facebook manifesting group today. It's called Manifest the Big Stuff with Greg Kuhn, Creating Our Realities Together. The link to this amazing group is in the description of this episode, wherever you're listening to it or watching it. Of course, you can also look it up on Facebook. Let's continue our discussion of my belief-raising process within this vibrant manifesting community. Please join it today. I anticipate this is going to be a 16-episode series, and in it, I delve into the profound changes that occurred when I aligned my beliefs with my desires regarding my belief in being God. Now, if you've been listening, you know I'm not speaking about being the biblical God or the one and only origin of all heaven and earth in that sense. So to kickstart our exploration, let's dive into the tale that unveils the origins of this transformation process and illuminates the path it traversed to become what it is today. Back in early June 2007, I got a phone call from my attorney that I had been dreading she delivered the the slap-in-the-face news that foreclosures on all 15 properties I owned would commence in six months. Bankruptcy was inevitable, and I found myself trapped in a debilitating side business, buried under over a million dollars in debt. My marriage, our home, our lives hung in the balance. In that desperate moment, with nothing left to lose, I drew upon my knowledge of quantum physics and the deep connection between our consciousness and reality. I questioned how I could reshape my own reality and manifest the changes I desired. Traditional positive thinking and affirmations had failed me, leading me to seek an alternative approach. I contemplated meeting myself where I really was, acknowledging my true emotions, and then coaching myself in a way that my subconscious could truly believe. Our subconscious understands only emotional authenticity, the language of our genuine feelings. Thus, I created the emotional reference chart. A Progression of Emotions Inspired by the Emotional Guidance Scale by Esther and Jerry Hicks. This chart ranges from distressing feelings like depression and hopelessness at the bottom to the highest emotional states at the top, love and ecstasy. The key was and still is to ensure that each Incremental improvement between emotional perspectives was genuine but subtle. This honesty allowed my beliefs to evolve authentically as I poured my heart and soul into each new emotional perspective. The alignment between emotional perspectives may have been subtle. But each step forward represented progress. It was a lot like coaxing a hesitant bunny to accept a carrot from my hand, a process that, of course, would require patience and persistence. In mid June, I began employing the emotional reference chart as the foundation of a belief raising process that astounded me with its effectiveness. By May 2008, I had successfully eliminated all my debt, evaded foreclosure, and avoided bankruptcy. This process works every time. Throughout this series, I will guide you through my latest utilization of the belief-raising process step by step. And together, we will witness firsthand how the growth of my beliefs transforms my life. To embark on this journey, I invite you to grab a copy of a handbook for those already born, if it's after September 5th, and adopt this powerful process with me. In the first episode of this series, I shared the origins of my journey, and I established a baseline for my ascent on the emotional reference chart. Now, in each subsequent episode... I'm exploring how I raised myself to the next emotional perspective, aligning more closely with my desires, and we will witness the corresponding reality that manifested as a result of my new perspective. The pinnacle of our series awaits in what I estimate to be episode 16, where I reach the summit of the emotional reference chart, fully embodying love and ecstasy in my belief of being God. Our beliefs shape the form, function, meaning, and value of our reality, as I've emphasized in my books. These beliefs were not consciously chosen. They were inherited from our trusted caregivers during our early childhood. And very often, Many of those inherited beliefs prove to be unable or incapable of manifesting the reality we truly desire. This realization can inflict immense pain when we yearn for more in various and important aspects of our lives, especially when we know that more is possible. When life becomes excessively painful or consistently unbearable for whatever reasons, it signals an opportune moment to employ the belief-raising process. In the previous episode, I wrote and lived my way into the emotional perspective of frustration and aggravation about the statement, I am God. I was angry about the idea of being God, because my life sucks way more than it should, if that's true. Why can't my life be better? Why can't I be better if I'm God, is what I wrote. And that's truly how I felt. Why aren't I more loving and patient? Why do I turn to anger so often and get defensive if I'm God? That's bullshit. And where I left it was either I'm not God or I'm a very ineffective one. In episode two, I was left with some profound questions. Well, it occurred to me, who said I wasn't supposed to fail, stumble, get hurt, and feel pain? Who said life wasn't supposed to cause me pain, whether or not I am God? And of equal importance, I could clearly see that I was bringing God to this life through my very existence in a literal sense, that through me, God was here in this world. Just as an island brings an archipelago to life or to the surface above the water, I am an island and i'm bringing god above the surface to be part of life so for today's writing that i'm going to share how i wrote myself into the next emotional perspective which was unease and discontent i always start by writing down the definitions for unease. The definition is anxiety or discontent, dissatisfaction with one's circumstances, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event. Discontent is dissatisfied, lack of contentment. After writing down those definitions, I used my prompt, which is, What must I believe about myself and my life to feel unease and discontent about the statement, I am God? And, additionally, what would it be like and how would I feel uneasy and discontented about being God? Now, that's my writing prompt. It serves as a guide for my writing by utilizing those definitions of the emotions. Additionally, I respond to those questions through free-form writing, also known as free-association writing. This style allows my subconscious to express itself freely. For my belief-rising process, I prefer using pen and paper, and I highly recommend you do the same, for this journaling. The physical act and the tactile experience of writing with a pen on paper greatly enhances the effectiveness of free-form writing. Although it might seem old-fashioned compared to typing on a screen, it truly liberates your subconscious. Here's my approach. I hold the definitions in my mind, I contemplate the writing prompt questions, and then I view my pen as a channel for my thoughts. I allow my thoughts to flow through the pen and transcribe them as they emerge. I refrain from analyzing what I write. Instead, I simply jot down whatever comes to mind without judgment or filtering. Editing is kept to a bare minimum as I allow my thoughts to flow unimpeded. As previously mentioned, I naturally felt frustration and aggravation about the statement, I am God. That's how I genuinely experienced it from the previous emotional perspective. Immersing myself in the new emotional perspective of unease and discontent was surprisingly effortless. The proximity between those two emotional perspectives made it easy to transition between them. This intentional design is what makes the process so effective. By being emotionally honest with your subconscious during the exploration of a new emotional perspective, you elicit genuine responses. The slight difference in emotional perspectives on the chart enables your subconscious to join you on the journey because you can truly feel and embrace the emotions related to the subject you're working on. While it may be tempting to progress through multiple emotional perspectives on the chart simultaneously, I urge you, do not succumb to that temptation. Resist the urge and focus on moving one emotional perspective at a time. Even if it were possible to leap two or more, emotional perspectives and genuinely attain a higher vantage point than your current one, it wouldn't be advisable. Why is that? And the issue with that approach is twofold. First, veering away from the next highest emotional perspective always puts you at risk of making an emotional quantum leap. Even a slight leap into something that is excessively positive will undermine the growth of your beliefs. Your subconscious can detect manufactured feelings with laser-focused precision. It is acutely sensitive to emotional perspectives that don't align with your authentic feelings, and that will always hinder the expansion of your beliefs. The good news is that as long as you adhere to the pace of moving up the emotional reference chart one perspective at a time, you will not unsettle your subconscious. Your subconscious will always foster the growth of your beliefs in accordance with each new emotional perspective because the emotional reference chart ensures that the transitions between perspectives are subtle enough for you to maintain emotional honesty When you're doing that writing and living into the next highest perspective. And the second reason you don't want to skip is that you would miss out on essential lessons associated with the perspectives you skipped over. Each emotional perspective offers you a distinct manifestation of reality in this particular area of your life. Your understanding and perception of this part of your world evolve as your beliefs expand. Your external reality is always a reflection of your internal world. Your beliefs shape your reality. The changes in your beliefs as you ascend one perspective on the chart are influenced by the quantum field or the one consciousness. It's as if the quantum field is sharing a personalized curriculum with you that is tailored to your new target emotional perspective. This curriculum is designed exclusively for you. It is 100% unique. And trust me when I say you don't want to cheat yourself out of those invaluable lessons. They are among the true treasures of this process. Today, I'm going to share the individualized curriculum that came from this new perspective. After I read aloud my free-form writing about the new Target Emotional Perspective, I'll also share what I've written about the new ways I've started engaging with life as a result. The ways in which I've begun living my way into the new perspective. So let's go ahead and delve into that writing. I will read this straight from my journal. This is, of course, my writing for unease and discontent. I'm nervous about even considering that I am God. Although I have a working understanding and relationship with the quantum field being me, and me being the quantum field, in addition to being part of it, at its barest, most foundational essence, stripped to its core, God for me is a singular entity that is not only the source of life, but the arbiter of goodness or okayness. God judges between right and wrong, or at least represents what's right, and only what's right. If God is only what's right, only love, and I am far from being only what's right and only love, how can I be God? And if I'm not, what are the consequences for considering myself so? Even if God itself isn't dispensing repercussions, what am I bringing up? Myself, just by going here. I certainly do not feel comfortable stating I am God to an audience. I would not write that in a book, nor say it on my podcast. What would people think of me if I said that? for one reason, I don't say things that I don't believe and know through either revelation or experience. It has to be through my life. So, I am discontent. I am dissatisfied with my circumstances. I am clearly not God, based on my limitations of complete creation, source, power, and based on not being only good, only love, based on my judging and fear, based on my unhappiness, based on my lack of self-acceptance and self-worth, let alone how I manifest everyone and everything else's value and worth based on how they affect and impact me, based on my judgments of them. That's not God. God doesn't confer value and worth upon everyone and everything here based on how we or it affects God and impacts God. God doesn't make those kinds of judgments. Who am I to be considering this, to be exploring this? I believe my understanding will grow through this process, but this is where I am right now. Uneasy about it, anxious about it, nervous about it, and feeling discontented with myself in relation to being God. Now, how do I engage with that new slightly more aligned version of reality manifested by unease and discontent. Let's read the engagement section. Who is judging me right now? Literally. Who in this moment is judging me? I am. Me and other people, but not God. I might be using God's rules to judge myself. I might be using society's rules or my family's rules. Wherever they come from, I am the one using them. I am the one employing them to judge myself. And the question, am I adhering to the rules I'm using to judge myself? For real. Am I adhering to them for me? And if the answer is no, might I not want to figure out how to authentically liberate myself from them or start really following them? And one other thing. The question I asked from frustration and aggravation was, who says I'm not supposed to fail? Who says I'm not supposed to be in pain? From here, from unease and discontent, I'm sharpening the question by adding, am I saying I'm not supposed to fail? Am I saying I'm not supposed to hurt? Wow. Those are powerful questions. Powerful perspectives and certainly very different perspectives from where I began. Was I where I wanted to be eventually? No, of course not. But I was in a much more self-empowered position from this new perspective of unease and discontent. Who would have thought that? Next month in this series, I will be sharing my writing, from the emotional perspective of indifference and apathy which is the very next one on the emotional guidance scale above unease and discontent i want to thank you so much for sharing your time with me today and joining me in this series my intent is to help you make the most of your time anytime you join me because there's nothing more valuable Now, before we go, I want to put in one more reminder to join my Facebook manifesting group today. Each month in this manifesting group, I share exclusive content with you that's available nowhere else. And the link to join is in the description of this podcast or video. Thank you again for the opportunity to be of value to you. I never take that for granted and I appreciate it so much. Until we meet up again, I hope you decide to make the most of your time, and I will do likewise.